0: This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper, and we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free Bollocks to Brexit passport cover, that's right, you heard that right folks, it's a Burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather, To hide your um new British blue. The shame of the, the blue. Shame, blue the, shame, the shame of the blue passports. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just one pound a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European. Go to the newEuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully, with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
2: Hello, my name's Richard Porry, and I am the host of the New European podcast. And as a listener of our podcast, I'd like to introduce you to another one that the team here at the New European think you are going to love. On September 11th, 2001, the world changed forever. In the aftermath, two of the world's most powerful leaders, Tony Blair and George Bush, reacted and made decisions based on fast-paced information. Hosted by renowned British journalist David Dimbleby, this season of The Fault Line, Bush, Blair and Iraq, explores the 18 months between 9-11 and the start of the war and how the distrust in leadership's response still affects our world today. David Dimbleby takes us through the story with some of the most prominent individuals who shaped politics then and now. Catch The Fault Line, Bush, Blair and Iraq on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox or wherever you get your podcasts. I am delighted to be able to share a special preview of the show with you here then please do head over to the feed to catch the entire season.
1: It's January 2003. Bill Murray is on a plane hunting down a new top-secret contact. The first stop,
0: sort of on that trip, was Kuala Lumpur because he was giving a speech at the Organization of Islamic Conference in Malaysia.
1: Bill is a senior officer in the CIA... And in 2003, he's the station chief in Paris, one of the top men in Europe. And he's on an urgent mission. He has to find this high-level source. And so he arrives in Kuala Lumpur. And I just missed
0: him. No luck. By the time you take a flight from Washington to Japan, to, you have to transit through Singapore and then up to Malaysia and etc. I got there before he left... But I was never able to get into the hotel that he was in. Then he left shortly after I arrived. I think the next morning or something, he left. The source was off, this time to Jordan. And by the time I arrived in Jordan, in the middle of the night, people met me at the airport and said, he's
1: gone on to Cairo. So Bill gets another flight to Cairo.
0: And arrived there again in the middle of the night and tried to figure out how I was going to get in contact with this guy.
1: And he's in his hotel working out how he's going to make contact with this source when he finds out that he isn't in Cairo at all. In fact, he's gone to Sharm el-Sheikh, the holiday resort on the Red Sea. And I couldn't go to Sharm el-Sheikh because it's too small. I mean, just
0: too many people would have recognized me and said, what the hell is he doing here?
1: Bill had spent too long roaming around the Middle East to be inconspicuous. And anyway, Bill is quite a conspicuous person. He's a spy, yes, but he's not exactly in the James Bond mold. He's a big man with graying hair and unkind people might say he's just a little bit overweight. Anyway, he certainly sticks out in a crowd. So
0: I stayed in Cairo because he was supposed to come back to Cairo. But then at the conference, one of the other Arab leaders gave him a ride, a plane ride, directly back to Baghdad. So he never came back to Cairo. So I missed him. I tried very hard. At one point, I went all the way around the world in six days and 22 hours, chasing him. That was February of 2003.
1: February 2003... As Bill was desperately chasing his source around the Middle East, the US President George W. Bush and the UK Prime Minister Tony Blair were calling each other night after night. It is time for us to deal with Saddam Hussein. It's time for us to secure the peace. Discussing what they should do about the President of Iraq, Saddam Hussein. And delivering us
2: safety from what I genuinely believe to be the security threat of the early 21st century. And now is not the time to waver, now is the time to see it through.
1: The drumbeat of war was sounding louder. Orders. They're warned of mines, of suicide bombers. Men may die, says their commanding officer. As people protested right across the world, from London to New York to Sydney...
2: Without doubt, one of the largest gatherings, let alone protest rallies. Who is in marching?
1: England. You also can cast your vote against this war. Force that can stop the war. But Bill, like those protesters out on the street, still thought there might be a way of stopping the war. Bill suspected that his source had a powerful piece of intelligence. And if it was true, it could undermine the reasoning behind the war that Bush and Blair were planning to fight.
0: I thought it was pretty important. Uh, you know, there might be war war decisions made on the, on the basis of the intelligence that came out of this. So I thought it was pretty important to pursue this in
1: every way that I could. Bill was on a mission to find the truth, to work out what was really going on inside Iraq. We cite John 23, I guess it is, and
0: you should know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That's our motto. That's what we live for. That's what we're supposed to be doing.
1: I'm David Dimbleby, and from something else, this is The Fault Line, Bush, Blair, and Iraq.